Hello, and welcome to Sideshow. I'm Jacques. I'm Joe. And this is our Infinity War Countdown Sideshow. So we're going to do uh, our quick, my quick re- recapping or recounting of what led to this moment. And I will say, before I begin, uh, what Star Wars has done with its 10 pictures over the last 40 years is pretty mesmerizing. And depending on whose story you believe, there was always going to be a trilogy. But how many movies really set out? I mean, what franchises have set out to do what Marvel did with this? Uh, Harry Potter. Okay, but that that was a series of books. True. And you're right. You're right. But you're right. Okay. I thank you. Seven books, eight movies. Seven books, eight movies. Okay. Um, the 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 Infinity War. It's the 19th movie in this in this installment. And it led up to this from day one. This was always the 10-year plan. This is the culmination of a 10-year plan. Like the first Iron Man one came out in 2008. And I cannot believe that it came out in 2008. I remember being in an edit bay uh, doing a UFC thing, uh, editing, and one of the editors had a screenshot of, of – Iron Man, like flying, it was like the first thing that leaked or got released. And I was like, they have no right to show that two years before the movie comes out. It's like, <laughs> you know, I can't keep this hard on up this long without getting lightheaded, you bastards. Yes, you should have to go and see a doctor about it six <laughs> times until the release. The release. <laughs> there you go. See what he's done there. And But seriously, they, they knew that there was going to be a phase one, a phase two, a phase three. They methodically went through it. And they took what's amazing is at the time, like when the Infinity War comics came out, they weren't the biggest franchise. None of these people made up the biggest franchise. The biggest franchise in the Marvel Universe, you know, uh, before the 2000s, you know, it was the X-Men and it was Spider-Man and maybe even Fantastic Four because they had done the Fantastic Fours before then. Like the Hulk TV show, yeah, but they had, you know, a failed Hulk movie, you know. But the biggest, most bankable things was always the Spider-Mans and was always the X-Men. Um, and I'm not going to get into who owned what properties when and how they could do it and what they could incorporate. But essentially, you know. Uh, uh, Iron Man at the time is a C-lister, and we've talked about that before. You could make an argument for a B-lister. I'm going to say a C-lister. You could also make an argument for a D-lister. I mean, yeah, there was a comic in the in the the cartoon in the um, seventies. Was it the seventies? Well, it was the sixties. Yeah, right. With with the Captain America had his own, yeah, and all of that. And Fantastic Four had their own, and all that. But he hadn't been a big mainstream. And then the Affinity War comic, you know, there there was a big crossover. So there 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 was some great stuff. But Captain America, truly, a bit dated. Um, I I, I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say a list because like, again, it was it was the X Men and it was Spider Man. It was not it was not he was not a list. You know, Hulk is a stable character, but I, obviously not a proven bankable. And my favorite is Thor. And again, you know, I have a dog now who's 14 years old. And so we got him, you know, four years before Iron Man came out, 16 years before the first Thor. And my dog's name is Loki because, you know, with my flowing locks, you know, a lot, you know, I had a friend in college, um, my good friend Tina Enos, a photo uh, 
a photo artist, she always called me Thor, which I always loved. Um, so I loved Thor, but he wasn't. He wasn't a mainstream guy. He wasn't somebody who everybody knew the comic mythos and stuff like that. But when they sat down and they had their properties and they set out to do this, and again, the, you know, John Favreau, who, you know, wrote and directed the first Iron Man, you know, he wasn't up there with the Spielbergs. He wasn't up there with, you know, the bigger producers and directors and stuff like that. I mean, he was steady. He did a lot of work. I remember when he had like the show like Dinner for Five and I'm thinking, how does this guy have like a show like that with these A-listers on it? Because honestly, I didn't know who he was. Um, I, I've heard of him, but he wasn't, you know, as, as far as I know, like nearly as established as he was after he did Iron Man. So – with that said, uh, with this recording being two days before it comes out, uh, I just want to run down the list, um, talk a little bit about what I liked about each movie. Joe, Joe can talk about which he liked, and then I rank them. Do you want to? Do you want to just? What do you think is the best way to go, Joe? Just go down the list, or go, go down, down the, my list? Let's uh, let's start at the very beginning. Which I heard is a very good place to start. It, yes, most most beginnings come at the start. So do I. Okay, there you go. Uh, So let's go. Iron Man. Yeah. Did you like it? God fucking damn, I love that movie. What? And by the way, does okay? Does Iron Man exist without uh, Robert Downey Jr.? No. And does Robert Downey Jr. exist without Iron Man? Yes, but nowhere near where he is now. Yeah. I mean, this was like this was touched by the hand of God. This movie. And the great thing about Tony Stark is Tony Stark is Batman, but instead of the the, the brooding billionaire playboy, yeah. you know, facade, Tony Stark is a womanizing drunk. Yeah. I mean, that's that's with the, the the illusion that the Christian Bale and the other Batman have put on, like he's a womanizer, he's a drunk, he's a playboy. But he was a more sophisticated, introspective, moody. Yeah, right. But but he, but he did. He put on the facade, like you know, you know, in, in the Christian Bale once, where he shows up with the models and he's swimming drunkenly in the pool. Not not like the pool, like the waiting pool inside the the grand dining room, that yeah. stuff, and you know, running away with like the entire. Um, Russian ballerina, you know, thing as just a guy to to go. But Tony Stark, that was. This is my single favorite thing about the Iron Man movie, the first one. You're somebody who knows nothing about his backstory. You know, you're not a big comic book movie guy or, or girl. You're you're not a big. This isn't your thing, and it's a big movie, and you go to see it. They explained who he is, his entire backstory with inside 90 seconds, and they did it in such a natural, organic way. Organic. Organic, sorry. Organic. He, like Tony Stark's character, was getting a big award at some award show, and it, it has his whole backstory. It's like- This is your life presentation. Yes, and it's given to him by like the military liaison, who is like his handler inside the military. He's a weapons developer, but it gives his whole backstory, his relationship with his father- who you know, as we know, created Captain America and started and started Stark Shield. Industries. Yeah, and Shield. You yeah. know, um, but it gives his whole backstory, and then it cuts away to, you know, he announces, you know, and Tony Stark and the and the lights pan over the spotlight of where he's supposed to be sitting, and it's an empty chair, and his 
business partner, his father's former business partner, who's a mentor to him, comes up and gets the award. Cut to Tony having women draped on him as he's playing roulette drunkenly in the casino because this takes place in Vegas. You know, I mean, yeah. it was it just epitomized everything. It's not like again, I'm talking about Batman during the Marvel show. I apologize, but I don't. I don't fucking need to see the Superman backstory again. I don't need to see the Batman backstory. Batman, you know, parents getting shot again. It's been done. Great. Thank you. Never fucking do it again. But if you didn't know who Iron Man was, it didn't have to tell you. See how he likes to drink. See how he likes women. See how he's a genius. See how his father created all this. They did it in 90 seconds. Now let's get to the movie. Yep. Yeah, it was fantastic, and I was one of those uninitiated. I knew nothing about Iron. I knew of Iron Man from seeing his comics, like in you know used bookstores and stuff in the '90s and stuff. Um, but I knew nothing about him. I knew of Robert Downey Jr. as an actor. I knew about. We all knew about his troubles with drug addiction and his kind of fall from grace and his fall out of the limelight and his humbling and his recovery. But man, when you see him, you know, get blown up. In that uh, in that scene where you know either there and where are they like uh, they're in the Middle East somewhere and um, was it like Kandahar or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I think it is Kandahar. Yeah, and he gets blown up and then he's in that dingy cave with uh, Stanley Tucci and. Uh... <laughs> well, but the great thing is he gets blown up. He's hiding, and then what what blew him up? He's you know they get ambushed. Is a bomb lands next to him and he looks at it. That's shot at him from a bad guy. Yep. Says Stark Enterprise. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. So, yeah, he's a weapons manufacturer. So, you know, it's it, but it's so great. And then, I mean, to sum it all up, yes, the big adventure and, and the tech. The tech was great. Um, his interaction with the AI, which, is, of course, we all know the name of, which I'm not going to reveal here. Jacques oh. is. <laughs> well, no, Jarvis. Yeah, I just didn't know the name. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I forgot okay. his name Yeah, because no. I'm dumb. Which I'll tie back around. Yeah, and again, um, uh Robert Downey Jr.'s whole like you know fall from grace and stuff like this. It's I can't. I look. Superman is always going to be Christopher Reeves. It's like I, I, I'm I'm pushing fifty. I've seen some great Superman. I like a lot of the different iterations of it. There will always be one. You know. Uh, you know. Yes, I live for Adam West, but Christian Bale is is Batman. I, I do like Ben Affleck. I do, and I do like some other ones. Not Kevin there. Conroy. Close, close. Yeah, no, Kevin Conroy would probably be fighting Adam West for second place. Mm. I mean, he really would. Uh, but, Sorry, Michael Keaton. But no, I'm not. I'm not. You could take Prince and his fuck. No, <laughs> it was great. But seriously, okay, anyway. I I can't. And you go down the list, and we'll go down the list. Maybe other than Chris Helmsworth, who looks like Thor. Like, but seriously, Robert Downey Jr. is the most. I can't think of anybody ever more suited for a role in this universe. And to just to reiterate that this is kicking off the Marvel expanded universe, cinematic universe. Um, franchise at the very end of Iron Man, you know, they're at the press conference, they're there he's being told, you know, he's being courted by Shield and, you know, he's kind of you know, batting away Agent Clark's sort of advances or, you know, kind of riffing on him a little bit. And then he gets to the press conference and he's given a speech written by Piper. Oh, I think he's I think Piper wrote in the speech. No, Clark. Um, well, Clark well you call him Clark. That's the actor's name. Oh Colson. Oh, Colson. Oh, my who, fucking who God. Was. Bye. I gotta go do no, laundry. No, here's Bye. a great But Colson, that was supposed to be one or two scenes. He wasn't supposed to be a character in every movie. Yeah. He just riffed so well with Robert Downey Jr. They're like 
fucking this guy's sticking around. Yeah, but my point is, is that the perfect cap and yeah. kickoff to this cinematic universe was him just looking at the speeches in front of the big press. They're wondering, you know, uh, who is I, like who is this Iron Man and what's this all about? Uh, uh, this the story about you know it being your security guard and you having been on this this golf trip or whatever. Yep. Yeah. And then just the the final three words or final four words. I am Iron Man. It just like that set the tone for all of the movies to follow. And um, what a way to start it off. And again, you got you got Robert Downey Jr. with a shaky past. I mean, now he's probably twelve years clean and sober at this point, but at that point he's a couple years clean and sober. And I know there was a lot, you know, a, a, a lot to get that people to sign off on that. And again, you had John Favreau who is a is a big director, but he's not the guy you look at and like he is going to launch the biggest. And I I, I said that like you you pointed out Harry Potter, and then yeah, but that was you know that was a, a seven book thing that they made into eight movies and a fantastic job. The Lord of the Rings, the same thing, and then The Hobbit that totaled six seven movies. Six yeah. Infinity War will be the nineteenth movie. In this universe. The 19th movie in this universe. We're not going to talk about the 12 TV shows that have had multiple seasons. I think S.H.I.E.L.D. is on like season six or seven right now. But you're talking 19 movies and 12 TV shows in this 10 years. But okay, so that's that's Iron Man. 2008. The next one. Oh, by, by the way, how much money did that make? That made almost 600000 no, uh, I'm sorry. Six hundred what? Uh, uh, it made five hundred and eighty-five million dollars. And when bad. we say million going forward, unfortunately, we're going to have to say it as Doctor Evil. Not unfortunately. I know. Never well, apologize for that. I'm apologizing always for our podcast. Uh, so, so the next movie that came out the same year and and that didn't do as well. Um, and it, I liked it. And it was it was um, it was um, oh, Ed Nor Ed um, Norton Ed Norton's. Hulk. And the reason it didn't do well is again, there was the cutscene at the end, and this is a rumor. I was not in the I was not in the cutting room floor. I was not in the You weren't there. You weren't you don't know. You don't know. Who says? You know, but he um but but he wanted to press on the movie because the cutscene at the end, he he found Banner goes walking and he wants to get away from society and he's in the Arctic and he finds Captain America. That's the deleted cutscene and they took that out of the movie. And so he was so upset by that and a couple other things in the production that he refused to do press for it. From what I understand, knowing anecdotally about Ed Norton and his, his method and his acting in movies, this isn't the first time he's pulled this shit where he's not going to do press because he had um, artistic differences with the director. I think he tried to take over another movie that uh, I forget what movie. Uh, maybe it was American Psycho, uh, not American Psycho. Oh, the, oh shit! What the um, fuck? Uh, American movie? History X. American History X. Which, have you seen that? No, don't. Okay, it's really fucking good. Yeah. Good luck getting to sleep. Yeah, right, right. But American History. Uh, maybe it was American History X. But I heard a, a story about how it. Uh, this is sidetracking, but Ed Norton was not the director yet. He was directing the movie because he had a vision for what he wanted to so i can understand maybe okay ed norton kind of a fucking pain in the ass to work with maybe not the best choice to go with uh in regards to this and also i guess yeah so mark ruffalo wasn't in the picture at this point because we were going no with ed, ed, norton. ed norton was going to be the hulk going forward and then there's two stories in this universe that really i think guys fucked up um but ed norton being one of them um but it did okay. I mean, it, it didn't lose money. 
But you went from almost $600 million with Iron Man in the same year, the second movie, The Hulk, making about half of that, making $263 million. So almost half of what Iron Man did. And again, The Hulk was a more established character at the time. And it is a decent movie. Um and then go ahead. No, no, no. I was just looking at the. I'm looking at my phone. Then the bored. next one. <laughs> then the next one was um, Iron Man two. Like I don't know how much they did some back to back shooting, you know, because Iron Man two just came out 2010. 2010. So there's two years later, and to make that kind of a movie where it's so much CGI, you need two years um, or three years. <laughs> so so in the first one, and oh, I forget. Oh, he's on that. He's on that TV show, Empire. Uh, but but the guy who played oh guy, oh yeah uh, Terrence his, Howard yeah guy who played his sidekick the guy you know um oh, in, in Iron Man one yes. wanted so much money for Iron Man two and they said uh no we're gonna go with Don Cheadle you know yeah. and and look I mean it was one of those things I mean, you know um I don't think a lot of people like blinked at it but he ends up missing out on like. The next, honestly, the next decade of being in the biggest movies and part of the biggest thing. I mean, he has a, a hit, hit TV, TV show, show, but I don't think that's the same as being. Yeah, but it wasn't a done deal. Like, don't worry, I'm going to go uh, off and make a hit TV show on Fox. And then the uh, the next thing that, that and came. By the way, uh, Mickey Rourke makes his reappearance. To, he like, Well, no, I'm sorry. Mickey Rourke was coming off of The Wrestler. So Mickey Rourke was another guy, fell from grace. Right. A contemporary, if you will, of Robert Downey Jr. Um, fell on hard times, hard times, and he comes back. And The Wrestler, uh, huge. Like kind of a small budget, but like big name, right? Hit right. movie, and then he gets cast as uh, Whiplash, and he Iron was Man. awesome. If people, a lot of people didn't like it. I liked it. I liked. I liked. It wasn't my favorite Iron Man. It's you know we'll get to my ranking, but it was okay. Yeah, but it does. It makes. It makes. Yeah, about, more six hundred twenty-three million, fifty million dollars more than the first Iron Man, fifty sixty million dollars more than the first one. Yep, um, which is great. But then we get into um, my wife's movie <laughs> Thor, or as I call it. Her porn. <laughs> this is where I play uh, the the sax solo from um, Never Gonna Dance Again. I loved it. I I really did. Um, it, it also so like I said, you know, with, with uh, Gray Clark's um, who who's who's Coulson has a small role in, inside Iron Man becomes a huge part of it. The guy, and, and I'm horrible in names, and I apologize. My wife would be upset. The guy who plays Loki, same thing. Tom Hiddleton? I don't think Tom Hiddleton was supposed to be a huge part in, in, the, in the universe going forward. But he did. He was absolutely great. Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Absolute scene stealer. Um, didn't have a fraction of lines as much as, like, you know, Helmsworth did. But every line he said was either hysterical or poignant or just awesome. Uh, and he does. I guess this is going to be the name mispronunciation prod- podcast because it's Chris Hemsworth. No, it's Thor and Loki. <laughs> I get the important things right. They're pieces of meat, period, the end. But Four Thor fucking letters, like fuck. Loki... Odin's son and Thor Odin's son. Oh, Noten Odin's son. Oh, Noten son. Oh, Noten Odin's son. Fattening up our table. <laughs> anyway, so Thor, um, and again, it doesn't do what, what Iron Man did. It didn't do what Iron Man 2 did, but it did twice as good almost as, as the Hulk. Um, 
But again, it wasn't the most established character. But you're still talking. I mean, and granted, the economy seven years ago, I'm not saying was bad and like, oh, you can't say that Gone with the Wind didn't do as well as this because it only did $100,000 in box office. But still, it made almost a half a billion dollars. That's not a bad take for, again, a B-list, C-list property. And I had not seen Thor when it came out in the movie theater. It uh, it was not until, gee, 20. 20- 16 or something when I actually saw Thor on tape. Tape. <laughs> um, I had no idea that it took place, and I should, but I was like, you know, thinking about Thor and it's, you know, and Asgard and all that shit, um, you think of like um, this sort of like far off mythical place. The setting, and it takes place on Earth. I mean, like like every other fucking Marvel movie up to that point, right? Um, and and I was way into it. It had the same like that that style of humor, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's a Marvel movie, idiot. Of course, it's going to be funny and, and and relatable and great. And and of course, Cat Cat Dennings, hello, and, and again, yeah, she's she's hello, but she um, what what would the, and the what's great about Marvel is the little. The little hidden things that they throw in the movies to tell you what's coming next. Like, so Iron Man 2, going back a step, I, I've told this story on the podcast before. A buddy of mine, uh, Kylan, wanted, not a geek, wanted to go and see one of these geek movies. And I get us Iron Man 2 tickets. I get there super early to get in line. And I get there and I'm in my Thor outfit because I am. And I look around at all the me's and I'm like, oh, really? I'm looking at these losers, and I mean losers. <laughs> Most of them, you know, middle ages, a little overweight, uh, and and I'm like, oh fuck, this this these are my people. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it, 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 it's like you know, you know, just being in a synagogue, realizing you're anti-Semitic and Jewish at the same time. It's like, do I really have to be around you people? You're a self-hating nerd. <laughs> I really am. Uh, so we go. Watch a movie. He loves it. You know, doing the whole movie. And then there's a cutscene where, you know, Coulson is just driving through the middle of nowhere, which see the outtake on it. Like, like everybody, if you got a Blu-ray or if you got it on demand and it came with all the extras, sometimes those little cutaway scenes, they make whole little five, ten minute movies around. And the one with Coulson on his way from point A to point B shows what a badass he is because you never see this in the movie, but he stopped over to get gas, and basically six guys try to rob like uh-huh. a little store. And here's this certain tie. He looks like the accountant from Shield. Just gives people a beatdown. Anyways, so all you see is him him on a ridge overlooking a bunch of pickup trucks and nobodies. And it cuts in, and it's like, and he's he's on the phone. He's like, "Sir, we found it." And it cuts to Thor's hammer on the ground. The collective release of splooge from all of the me's <laughs> at this midnight showing, just the honestly, the gasping and the excitement. And Kylan's like, what? what? What the hell's going on? Like, it's a hammer in the desert. What the fuck is wrong with you people? And it's like, oh, but it's, and it's, and it means, and the next movie will be, and then, and then, and it's right. like, and it was sort of the beginning of the, uh, the Easter egg at the, or the, 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 the cookie or the, 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 the what do you, the credit cookies? The spoilers. Yeah. And stuff. Well, it, it, and they all have like like um, like I am Iron Man. So so when he says I am Iron Man, uh, I'm gonna ruin this. I'm sorry, just because mm-hmm. it's wrong. Hey, what's up? Oh no, because I wanted to talk to you before we did the second recording, just to see how your mom was and see if we're on time. 
Yeah, are you are you napping? You can be the like Jenna's not here, so if you want to come later, it's it's not a rush. Come when you want, baby. All right, love you. Take a nap. Laying down on the job. <laughs> I just got a reprieve from the warden. Um, okay, no, but in the first Iron Man, I am Iron Man, duh, duh, cut to the credit. And then at the very end, you know, he comes home and he has Jarvis as his alarm system. And he doesn't know who the fuck Nick, you know, Nick Fury is. And he's like, I am Iron Man. It's like, you know, you've just become part of a larger universe. You just don't know it. And it was, and again, it's like, it's great, you know, and, and, and we've talked about it before. Like, I'm not into the elsewhere comics and the revision thing. I'm also, I'm also not a guy who says, wait a minute, Nick Fury is a white guy. He's like, yeah, Nick Fury is a white guy in the comics. You got fucking Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> you you're know? right. We'll, we'll make an exception. <laughs> Game fucking over. You know, there's no way you say, oh, they should have gone with somebody else. No. And then just his only line in that movie just sets the tone for what you know what you know what comes is great but anyways no and that was great but i mean all the cutscenes were always great and it's always been a hint of what's coming next cuz they they've been able to keep these secrets they've been so few things have leaked out that they haven't wanted to leak out with the thousands upon thousands of extras and you know the text and all that stuff it's amazing they've kept that under wrap but do you see you saw the first thor yes I told you I saw Thor. Well, like, later, yeah, like in yeah, much later, and uh, and then Captain America. Same thing. We're moving on to the next movie, Captain America for the First Avenger, twenty twelve. Uh, didn't see it in the theaters, so I don't. I can't even definitively say. I think I saw the entire movie eventually on like uh, on demand. But um, yes, Chris Evans is Captain America, and now we're in World War Two for a little bit <laughs> until we. Uh, well, I forget. This is how out of it I am. Like this, this is it, right. Starts off in World War Two, and then in, like he's frozen, and then what? Uh, no, no, he's frozen at the end of the movie. He's frozen at the beginning of the movie, and oh. then he's frozen at the end. But right, so that's one of the things. So, spoiler alert for something that came out in two thousand twelve. Yeah, this is a spoiler laden ramp up to the new Avengers movie. He, um, right? I mean, he, he, you know, Red Hood was his nemesis. Red Skull. Uh, Red Skull, sorry. This is where you're right. That's Batman. This is where you have the Tesseract, um, the the weapon that came from, you know, and again, it's a time space thing. It's like, you know, somehow it got lost from Asgard. Yeah. Um, which was probably a couple weeks in Asgard, but it's forty years down here. because uh, Asgardians live about five thousand years. Duh. Dude, seriously, when I start to get into the weeds, oh my god, it's scary! Help, help! I can't get out of this <laughs> podcast. I'm too far into the weeds. So, uh, but anyway, so he he steals a weapon, and he's like, the plane is in danger. Blah blah blah. He decides, you know, the only thing to do to keep this thing safe is I got to put the plane. Like instead of whatever evacuating the plane and letting anybody get it, he's like, no, I'm going to put it at the bottom of the ocean. You no, know, it's a Save you know, save the world, like sacrifice himself to save the world type thing. They find him, they unfreeze him, and then it goes to his backstory where he was this scrawny kid um, who couldn't, who couldn't, who couldn't get into the army. You know, this is right after Pearl Harbor. Everybody's signing up. He wants to do his part. He's short. He's scrawny, and I don't know if he had scoliosis. I'm trying to think if they gave him scoliosis. Or like a, a literally like a club foot or something. He yeah. couldn't get into the military, and he kept 
you know, it shows him trying to sign up for the Marines, trying to sign up for the Navy, trying to sign up for the Coast Guard. Couldn't get into anything to do his part, but he was dedicated. He was the biggest flag waver. Um, kid from Brooklyn, poor kid from Brooklyn. I think he was an orphan at this point. You know, he's like late teens, 16, 17, 17, 18. You know, his best friend, you know, gets in. Anyways, he finally figures out how to get in, and because of his – Attitude and desire and his drive. His heart. His heart. Um, uh, uh, Tony Stark's dad decides, hey, he might be a right guy for this experiment. And basically it's a, it's called – this is 1941. You know, this is when Captain America's backstory comes out. It's the super soldier serum. And it magically makes him like a foot taller, uh, rips him up like Jesus overnight, and gives him super speed, super strength, super – Absolutely everything, but it's the underlining thing. It's his heart that is, you know. Yeah, it's what drives him. Like he's like the uh, the ultimate soldier. Um, and it's funny because, you know, it's Chris Evans's head on another body CGI'd like for, through the first like you know couple couple tw- reels, <laughs> couple reels of him before he becomes a super soldier. He's a scrawny kid, and that's obviously not Chris Evans' body, but you can't fucking tell. It's, like you can't, It's seamless how they they, they, they make that look. Um, and actually, I mean, it, it's so minuscule, but it stuck out with to me in the movie is how the military saw him as the perfect candidate because there was that field test where there was um, – there were uh, – they had a bunch of uh, soldiers uh, throwing grenades – Oh no no! Without, they were just doing like a like they were just doing like target practice or something, and then all of a sudden, uh, one of the sergeants comes over, or the generals or something. Yeah, the, the sergeant comes over, tosses a live grenade into the pile of soldiers, what, what they think is a live grenade, and all the soldiers scatter except for Chris Evans, who jumps it, on it. Yeah, he goes, you know, grenade, and he jumps on it, and then that they. That proves to them that he has the heart to be the perfect candidate for this. Yeah. And, and, you know, he had a, Tony Stark's dad had a partner, a scientist who helped develop the formula and stuff like that. Oh, I did. I'm sorry. I jumped ahead. One of the things I did like about all the movies is, again, I just want to get back to Thor for a second. There's a tiny, there's one shot, there's one scene where you see Hawkeye. And it's where, you know, Thor doesn't have his power and he knows where his hammer is and he thinks he's going to go get it back. And the army had like surrounded the area. They had set up a camp around and he sneaks and he tries to get it and he's fighting. He's literally fighting his way, even though he doesn't have the strength of the God of Thunder. He still is a big guy who's he's probably a thousand years old and been fighting his whole life, wipes out like 30 guys and Hawkeye. You know, runs to the room and it's like it's just one quick thing. It's like it's one of those things where it's Chris Renner who's a big actor and it's like when you're – Jeremy Renner. When you only see somebody for just a second in a movie like that, you're like, oh, he – they didn't put him in here. Just, you know, because he, he needed to get a day to keep his sack card <laughs> insurance up. And it's like you knew. And then he goes to the armory, you know, because he's he's a sniper. And he goes to get a gun and then he sees the crossbow. And everyone's like, oh, my fucking God. Uh, it's going to be Hawkeye. Like you didn't know that he was going to be part of this universe. Yeah. Um, same thing. You know, when, when all of a sudden you see like, you know, them – introduce the Black Widow into the second Iron Man movie and mm-hmm. stuff like that, who plays a much smaller role. She doesn't have her uniform on to like the very end and stuff like that. Um, anyway, so, but jump, jumping back ahead. So 
they do that, you know. So so back to Captain America, you know, there's a couple of those in there where you know they're starting to introduce what Shield is or is going to be, and then uh, we have Agent Carter as well. Which became one of the 12 spinoff shows at the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Canceled too soon, I might add. Very soon. But then again, I mean, like, so this is one of the lowest grossing movies. So, so again, so you, yeah, you know, you, you go from, you know, 600,000 with Iron Man to 260 with the Hulk to back up to 623 with Iron Man 2. Thor was only 450, but then Captain America drops down to 370. It's a period piece. It's a World War II thing. And it's like, you know, you couldn't make – there's no lasers. There's no aliens yet. And I don't mean, you know, those people coming over the wall, man. But, you know, you don't get to that yet. It's not an Elseworld thing. There's no nine realms of Asgard. So you don't have the sci-fi thing. And I think that was one of the things with Agent Carter. It's, it was a period piece. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know exactly. It was like before, it was like a, a, a prequel, if you will, to right. all this. And I liked it, you know. Uh, but, but again, it wasn't like with Shield now, where you have all these alien creatures and you're fighting like, you know, ancient more sci-fi. This was more a docudrama. Yeah, exactly. And that's funny. The the, the target audience for this for these movies so far is kind of all over the map, you know, because you have the comic book bros who, you know, Iron Man, man, and they got Thor, man, and then like, but then you have things like Captain America where it's maybe geared towards, I don't know, a more uh, patient audience, if you will. I think that's right. I, I think that's a nice way to say it. But if, unfortunately, oh, I don't want to say unfortunately. I mean, it made money. I mean, 150 to make, Prolls in 370, and yeah. that's before the digital downloads and all this stuff. But then, it, but now you have it. Now you, this is who Iron Man is. This is who the Hulk is. This is who Thor is. Oh, by the way, we introduced Hawkeye. By the way, we introduced like the Black, Black Widow. Widow. Um, and so now you you have all the pieces, and then game changing. And now we hit the gas only because we're also you know halfway through this uh, okay, right. podcast leading up to Avengers: Infinity War Part One. But so the Avengers? No, actually, we'll touch on that. Um, it was going to be part one and part two. They made it one movie. Oh, I'm looking at something old. No, though. yeah. They j- just recently, they're like, no, instead, there will be an Avengers 3, yeah. but it will not Avengers be- Avengers 4. Avengers 4, but it will not be- Infinity War Part Infinity 2. Infinity War Part 2. Okay. But, but, but the game changer was, so okay. you had all the pieces. So you had Iron Man doing well again. You had the Hulk. You have Thor. Uh, you have Captain America. And then you have, you know, uh, Hawkeye- and Black Widow, and you put them all together, and at the time, I think it was the second biggest grossing movie of all time. I, I think it was was it behind Titanic or did it pass Titanic at one point five billion? Billion, yeah, I think it was one point five billion dollars. I think it may have surpassed it. Oh, overall, one point five billion dollars. Yep. Not for you, third world country, <laughs> for the studio, yeah, yeah. Disney. Think about it. $1.5 billion is probably more than, you know, a third or half the world's GNPs. You know, I mean, it is crazy and well worth it. I, I must have seen that one like seven or eight times in the theater. Yeah, that was a, that was a, uh, uh, a cool movie, man. I mean, I mean it's like, I, I remember, so my little one who, who's 10 or who's eight in a couple of weeks, that was two thousand. That was two thousand twelve. Yeah. So he is two. He was probably two, two and a half when it came out, and he became obsessed with the Hulk. Like honestly, the the, the day that he 
found a green Sharpie and, and literally painted. And if I could find that picture, I will <laughs> post it on our, our Twitter. But he did. He, fa- he painted his face. There's a great scene where Hulk fights Thor, and we had a tiny little Thor hammer. And there's a great scene where Thor throws it at Hulk. They're, they're on the hovercraft fighting in the hangar, and Thor throws a hammer at Hulk, and it knocks him back. And Hulk goes to pick it up, and he can't. And he, his feet end up, like, sinking into the ground because he's pulling up so hard because it's, you know, he wasn't worthy. Yes. Um, but but my 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 he's in too and we we did we looked over it one day it's like what is he doing he was mimicking being the Hulk not being able to pick up the hammer like that that movie was it I mean that that was at this point you know that was the fifth movie and it made everything leading up to it just now was this the first movie to six, introduce six movie. no 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 there was this th- let me finish my no sentence. no I meant the sixth movie in the thing I had said first, oh so. I'm sorry um so was this the first movie in the current um. J- in the current era of movies to introduce the portal from outer space as the final countdown boss because in you know like in other sci-fi movies following this like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for example they had a portal scene you know they, 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 they it seemed to have sort of spawned something and maybe you haven't caught that because you haven't watched Yeah all those no other uh, yeah I do but in this universe in this universe yeah the the, the portal which was it was great. The uh, in the first Thor, that's when you find out about like you know the the the, the Rainbow Bridge and and you know being able to you know transport you know you know from Asgard f- from, to from Asgard to Midgard. Earth. Yeah, Midgard. Mid Mid. Oh, so oh, it was man. funny. Um, I, I forget. You know, jumping off like one day, like the wife had mentioned something like, "Oh yeah, no," and they go to Asgard, which is a different planet, and I'm like, realm. It's a different realm. <laughs> and she posted that, that how I corrected her and said realm. And like a bunch of her friends is like, I love Shocky. Ah. <laughs> uh, she, she wasn't expecting to get like, hey, no, Sad explained. So, uh, but yeah, but this is the first time. And it's great because I remember when the Tesseract, you know, turns itself on and they're like, oh, you know, well, there's nobody, op- you know, you said at the door, we like, Hawkeye says to Nick Fury, it's like, well, maybe it's somebody coming through the door the other way. He goes, what do you mean? You said, well, you looking at this as the doorway to outer space. Doors open both ways. And then lo and behold, like, you know, Loki shows up, um, you know, because he used it. But yeah, that was the first time that you had that. And that was just. And um, by the way, oh, you want to. No, but I was going to say, because Pacific Rim had the same thing. You've seen the movie Pacific Rim. I have not. Okay, I hate you. It's one of the top 10 movies. Um, But (laughs) they also. The, the giant creatures are coming through a portal, a portal, and the whole plot of the movie. Yeah, I'm giving away. It's eight years ago. Uh, they want to drop a nuclear weapon, but they got to figure out how to get it through the port. They know that they're coming through this porthole, yeah. but they don't know how to get through it. And once they get through it, anyways, so the yes, old portals. But yeah, that was game changing. I mean, 1.5 billion, and you know, for for you to get 1.5 billion, it can't be me and my heavy set middle aged living in our parents' basement. Doing podcasts in our buddy's basement, you know, kind of guys. You need my wife to go. You want my two-year-old to go. You need grandma to say, that was fun. You know what I mean? You have to hit so many different demographics to get that number. Yeah, and I think you've sort of hit in in pop culture with the Avengers height, the, 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 the zenith, if you will, of Marvel Cinematic Universe hype in pop culture. This is when it all comes together. This was like... At the time, this was what all the other movies were leading up to. This was the the nexus uh, yeah. for nerddom and 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 um, um, and and getting more people under the, involved in um, 
watching the movie. And, and the, the, this was what they called the end of phase one. And, and so, yeah. and you're talking, this is 2012. You're talking six movies in three years mm-hmm. that created this whole universe. And, and, and right after the Avengers, so this is 2013, is when S.H.I.E.L.D., the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. come out. You know what I mean? So you're talking that show's six years into it. Yeah. But all those shows come after this. That's and, where... And DC's looking at six years and six movies and like, oh, man, did they waste a lot of time. They could have just crammed all of those movies into two. <laughs> which which they tried to do with see Justice See what I League. did there? I did but then they go... So, so Phase 2 starts, you know, uh, almost right away with, with Iron Man 3. A lot of people like Iron Man 3 more than Iron Man 2. We'll get to my list. I liked it, but... You don't like Iron Man 3 more than Iron Man 2? I do not. Hmm. I do oh, not. it was too funny, man. It no, was too jokey. I, oh, no, there, was, there was a couple jokes in there that really hit home that were really, really great. The, there's a... He's, he's being helped by, like, the, the kid who's, like, seven or eight. Yep. And, and the kid's like, you know, oh, where's your mom? Oh, she's here. Well, where's your dad? Well... He went out to get like a pack of smokes and some scratch tickets. Must have been a good one because he never came back. And he was trying to find a soft spot. And Tony Stark's like, a lot of kids' dads leave him, kids. Suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, what do you want, a cookie? But yeah. But that was 2013. And and again, so you had you had a big drop off. You went from $1.5 billion all the way down to $1.4 billion. Fail. I mean, think that. You know, if you had. Five years before, four years before, three years before the first Iron Man come out, look at look at you know him and think, oh, there's an actor who on his own is going to generate four billion dollars a box office in the next four years. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, I mean, d- d- even Robert Downey Jr. Do you think in a like he he thought, oh yeah, I'm going to do this Iron Man thing and I'm going to be in three movies. I'm going to be in four movies in the next four years that are going to gross like over three billion dollars right and at this point after like when avengers was coming out they looked at that i think as another like um an iron man and friends right and this is an iron man because iron man started it all and everybody's waiting for the next iron man movie when's the next iron man coming out oh he's an avengers with all these other cool characters great iron man 3 yes more iron man and and 1.4 I mean that's 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 incredible, and again, it, it you know now now we're talking that's the seventh movie in three years. Yeah, so let's let's pump the gas. Let's, okay, let's, then, then let's go through the portal. Thor: The Dark World, which um, there's a couple there's a couple deleted scenes where you know this is one of those reverse role things. It's like. And I will honestly say this. Yes, in comic books, it's written by a bunch of nerds who haven't seen women who look like the women that they draw. The women in comic books are overly well-endowed. Like, they have a waist that you can fit both. You know, you can wrap your hands around both their waist, but their breast into the room two minutes before they do. Um, you don't really have this. Like, yes, Natasha Romanoff is sexy, and she has that great Black Widow outfit. But it's not – there's no gratuitous sex scenes with her. Thor, on the other hand, for people like my wife, hmm, how quickly can we get his shirt off him and greased up? <laughs> Let's find all these ways in which he has to take a bath in this, you know, ritual pond. He has to do this. Thor was Thor 2, The Dark World. I liked. I liked it a lot. Um, but it was. It was like, how how fast can we get scenes with him so Jacques' wife will keep going back to see the movie with him? And again, Loki stole the movie. Uh-huh. So then we move on to Captain America Winter Soldier, which but at this up to this point probably is heralded as the best Marvel movie. 
Oh, no. No? Do you think so? Winter Soldier? Winter Soldier's great, but Winter I'd say Civil War. Oh, up to this point. Oh, up to this point. Uh, I, I love Sol- the Avengers. When Winter Soldier yeah. came out, it, there that was like heralded. The story-wise, powerful Oh, pound. right, yeah. And less joke and more. And it changed everything. Character I mean, development that and movie, dynamics. And- Joe is 100% right. Um, I, I do want to touch off. You did. like Thor did drop down. It made half. We can't. Yeah, we okay, got okay, we we to go barrel okay. through this. But yeah, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. The thing about that movie, and, and I... You're you're two you're one third the way through this this process, and you throw the biggest curveball in the history of movies in there. You build up over the last four years what Shield is and what the Avengers are, and then in Winter Soldier you find out half of Shield agency is really Hydra the entire time, and that the call is coming from inside the house, and that half the people. That you loved or that you knew, you know, a couple, and again, just like, you know, like Hawkeye being snuck in, there was a couple of people who were Hydra agents who were a big part of S.H.I.E.L.D. And all of a sudden you find out that S.H.I.E.L.D. is built by Hydra and that taking them down from the inside. The, yes. And there is, and there is, do, do you remember the elevator scene no. with Captain America? I didn't see Oh, I know. It sucks so hard. There's one scene where Captain America is going on the big elevator. There's an elevator in the S.H.I.E.L.D. building. Let's say it's 20 floors. And as it's going down, like two guys in business suits enter here and they're talking about this. And two, like four or five, makes four or five stops. And each one, one or two guys gets on the elevator. And then all of a sudden he's right in the middle. And Chris Evans goes, Captain America goes, he just looks around. Before we get started. Does anyone want to get off? Because he notices, <laughs> well, this guy's sweating, and this guy probably shouldn't have the clearance to be on this floor. And and it is a battle royale. It's him in an elevator, in a glass elevator, fighting like 15 guys. And it's the first time you really see. What's interesting is how they do, like you said, character development. When they unfreeze him, he can box. Yeah. You know, but over the last six years, he's obviously taken MMA and Muay Thai and all these things. There's, it, is, it is my favorite fight scene in anything in the Marvel Universe. It's the elevator scene from Winter Soldier where you realize it's like he is a fucking bitch. There's, there's, there's no anything. It's just him in that elevator and just the beat down. And then also you find out the whole Hydra thing. You're right. With Bucky. The, 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 the curveball that his best friend – the only one who died in his in the first movie of his, of his of his buddies, um, his best friend from childhood, has been given the same serum he has, but has been chronologically frozen and all this, and an agent of Hydra, um, which sets up Civil War like down the road. But it it is it's it's pretty awesome. And then we move on to what. Uh, <laughs> What a lot of people did not expect. No, no one. No one expected. Nobody heard of this. Nobody cared. I think if it didn't have Marvel on it, nobody would have seen it. Maybe. Um, but man, did it deliver. We're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. So, recap really quick. We said that Tony Stark, Iron Man, was a B-list. You could make an argument for C-list. You could make an argument for D-list. Same thing with Hulk. Same thing with Thor. Guardians of the Galaxy, you can't tell me. There's a W list or something? Right, exactly. It's like 
if, if anybody, unless you live, unless you're Karen Smith and you lived in a fucking comic book shop, I I maybe heard of the Guardians. Right. Like I would buy, I was a DC guy, but I would get the big series. Like I would get Civil War. I got the Infinity, you know, Crisis. Like you know the. Um, the, the big Marvel crossovers and stuff like that. And if I was in a comic book store and something looked interesting, I grabbed it. Never in the 5,000 comics that I own did I ever think, yeah, I'm going to see what's going on in Guardians this week. Never heard of them. Yeah. And this is sort of the license that you can take when you're a multi-billion dollar movie making studio, a, mo a movie studio, is that this is like a side passion project. Like we have so much money coming in thanks to the Avengers – that you know what? Fuck it. We're gonna make a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I think Guardians premiered like in the I don't know in the two thousands or twenty tens or something. Like not the movie movie, but the property of Guardians. Or did that go back? No, to no, the 90s? It, it went. It went back. It went way back. But oh. it was it was one of those things. Like I said, you know, when I was huge into buying comics in like the nineties and stuff like that. You know, this is something that you know. I started – I really started collecting in the 90s when, you know, I had a job and I, you know, had money to spend on crap like that. Uh, you know, BS before settling down, you know. <laughs> BS. But uh, but it, it is. It's not a property that I would have said, oh, what, what do you got for a release date? I'm just looking here. Um, first appearance, 2008. Wow, okay. So so it was a newer one, but so this is the ninth movie in the installment. And again, it's not anything that anybody was on anybody's radar. And the movie had a scene or had a sh yeah, it had a scene with Howard the Duck. Somehow you worked Howard the Duck. And it was a it was it. a cookie at the end of the movie. So it was hardly a scene, but yeah. Right. They just they decided I think it was sort of a nod to the uh the, the creator of uh, the Guardian. I don't know. It, but either way, yeah. completely game changing. Characters that nobody ever heard of. Yep. That you found a way to put into this universe. Because this is the first time you introduced the like, you know, like the gods, like like, you know, Galactic or you go down them, Thanos and all of them. And you didn't, you know, see them really. And this is sort of the first movie, I guess, compared to the other movies, with more attitude than the previous than their predecessors. Like they were like they were like the bad news bears. We like to say that. Uh, a lot, but yeah, this they is, weren't good guys. Yeah, they they, they these are the the rag. They they were like the Suicide Squad, if yes, you will. Yes, yes, yes. I I mean I mean you know P Peter Quill is, you know, is a thief. I mean that he's a he's a master thief. Comes from a society of thieves. You got Gamora, who is nothing but an assassin. You you know you know got Dax. Dax the Destroyer. They all meet in prison. You know, they all meet stealing <laughs> something or in prison. Like, that's the whole crux. And again, it's something that came out of nowhere. And I know we're not talking, you know, too many numbers, but it did. It, 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 this movie did 773 million, like three quarters of a billion dollars. I mean, and we haven't looked up the numbers on this, but I can imagine. If record sales were as big in the nine and now, if the record sales oh, were big as, as they Christ. are now, as they were in the nineties, the soundtrack to Guardians of the Galaxy would have made matched what the movie would have made. Unarguably, yeah. Because the soundtrack to Guardians of the Galaxy now we refer to as Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. Um, it was just, it, it was great. It was a, it was a. Uh, a what's what of great late 70s, 70s, 80s, early 80s, late 70s, just jams, man. Some soft rock, a little R&B, yep. you know, a little disco. And and the, the backstory between uh, of Peter Quill and his mother. I mean, first of all, 
With uh, this is like up in the first five minutes, oh, you're fuck. bawling your fucking eyes out. I watch. I probably watched this about two weeks ago. I've literally, I'll, I'll watch Guardians. I probably watched it forty times once it came out on Blu-ray, or or I bought it digitally, and I saw it in the theater two or three times. Since I got a copy digitally, I fast forward to that scene. I fast forward right until Yondu picks up Peter Quill. I can't. You, you can't I can't. It. Same thing. If I ever watch up again. Right. And I don't have to. I love it. I cannot put myself through the first 10 minutes. Nor will you see the end of Toy Story 3. That's a whole other side a show. A whole other side show. But with this, and again, so so other than other than Iron Man 3 and other than the Avengers, this is the highest grossing movie that Marvel had done. I mean, and again, with 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 properties that made no sense doing this good. Yeah, but the Marvel name carried the wait, and so, I think it was Josh Wheaton who I think I don't know if it jo- was Josh Wheaton. Josh Wheaton is this the one he did? I thought he did Guardians, but then the next one was was uh, Avengers two, but the Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. and eh, forgettable. I it had some moments. It had some great moments. Had a great Stan Lee. You know, a cameo. Wait, a Stan Lee cameo in a Marvel movie? Go figure. It it it, it was good. It was it it was a good one. Um, but the, the uh, what about the, the the brother and sister there? I don't even know their names anymore. Right. I don't know. Uh, the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, and her brother died, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but and look, it had a couple battle scenes that were great. Um, it's 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 where it's where uh, Vision was created. Yes. Um, which, you know, one of the Infinity Stones creates, you know, vision. So Jarvis goes from being Tony's AI. And I will say I was bummed because Jarvis was – he was his his Alfred. He was his Jimmy Olsen. He was his sidekick. It, it much as – you know, Tony Stark probably talked to Jarvis more than Pepper. Tony Stark probably talked to Jarvis more than he did almost anybody else in any movie. You know, he talked to him in every scene. Um, and then you also uh, the relationship the, was great. And so, you also have the the Hulk versus the um, oh what is it the the suit like the it, the the big battle Hulk Smasher the Hulk Smasher yeah right right the, the Tony the Tony created yeah um, and it, it was look I none of, and we're, we're going to get to my rundown I'm going to put them in order in just a bit none of the movies I ever you got said, another thirty five minutes none of these movies I ever said I felt cheated and I want my money back every one of these movies had something that either made me. Half a dozen times laugh out loud, and a half a dozen times, you know, um, dust fell into my eye while, while while I was in there, and it was great. You know, um, I did. I I liked it. Did not love it, but it was it was interesting to see the creation of a a new a new being. And you got to see Hawkeye's home life, which was wow. Like like that took a left turn where you're like. Oh, and it became this really sweet moment where they're kind of on the run from everything, yeah. and they got completely off the grid. And oh, wait, because it was a little Incredibles ish. It was because you well, the, that was a great thing. Like here are people who've been to battles across the universe with him, had no idea that he had a wife and kids. Yeah, like he was that off the grid. Yeah, and I know uh, I was. We skipped now to Ant Man. Um, oh, okay, I mean I like Paul. I I, and but this is one of those ones where you're like. Really? Uh, this is another one of those. Oh yeah, like, oh uh, you you have money to literally burn. Okay, we gonna make Ant Man. Um, how? And, and you got big. You got huge names coming into the picture. Yeah. You have you have big names doing it. It was fun. It was fine. I I don't you know again. Worthy of a sequel. Yep. Yeah, 
well, let's see. There is an Ant Man two coming out. There that'll be coming out later uh, next year, later this when, year. When you spend one hundred and fifty million dollars making a movie, and you bring in a box office worldwide of five hundred and twenty million, then yeah, yeah. You, you go into a sequel. Don't leave money on the. I table. mean, this is one of those ones where yeah, it didn't do that great. It did better than probably ninety nine percent of movies that came out in two thousand and uh and thirteen. Or but they can afford to make these sort of quirky side movies that. that you're going to put this character... It will pay off. Look, we have to have him in a big scene in a movie three years from now. That's going to make $2 billion. So let's go back and, <laughs> and give you his whole backstory. And again, it's like I, I really like Paul Rudd. I like a lot of his movies. But he's one of those guys. He's doing... Um, uh, was it knocked up and and so this is for yeah right like those kind of jut out like, like yeah these these fifteen twenty million dollar you know dialogue driven big you budget know, comedies you know but yeah big budget in that but not no special I mean, he effects, was an no a, he was an anchor man you know right wait now he's in the crux he's in the you know the 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 phase three or phase two the end of phase two I think this is a far I think he yeah. was the start of phase three okay and again it's like okay so if Guardians was D list was Ant Man E list or was he I think C-list? more people knew more about Ant Man than but, and, but again that's one of those superheroes that look at all the superheroes it's like okay Tony Stark is completely plausible like like he's yes. a, he's a billionaire smart. You know, it's all tech. Like genius. he's surrounded by tech, and he's a brilliant he's, guy who without develops the suit, it all. he is not as powerful as anybody. Else. Uh, but the great thing is, going back to the Avengers when they're bickering at each other, and uh, and Captain America turns to him and goes, "Take away that suit, what are you?" And there's not a blank, there's not a hesitation. Uh, billionaire philanthropist, uh, scientist, playboy. You know, genius playboy. And it cuts to Romanov who like shakes her shoulders, like. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> yeah. you know, he is a billionaire philanthropist, genius playboy. Uh, so we saunter into Ant Man, and then that's so, that's sort of like the Uber side gig yeah, for Marvel. So so, so Ant Man does okay at five hundred twenty million dollars worldwide. Yawn. Yeah. Now we get to what will be touted as the greatest to have contained the greatest, arguably the greatest action superhero scene of all time. When we talk next week for Carnival Personnel, we will talk about this because all these characters that we're talking about, you know, have to merge at one point. But you are right. In this scene, you had everybody except the X-Men and Deadpool. Oh, you know what? You know what I didn't throw in here? You know what's missing off this list? I apologize to everybody. Hold on. Let me see if I can guess. Let me see if I can drag this out even further. Okay, so I'll so, yeah. There, there's something that I don't think was actually considered in this timeline, but I'm just realizing. Right. You want me to say it? Yeah. Homecoming. Well, no. Oh, it's later. Oh, well, oh, right, right. You blew it, I, man. I blew it. So okay, we're talking about the airport scene in in um in in, in Civil War. So there's a there's a, a rift, if you will, in the loyalties of uh, the agents of Shield. And right, right, but but I'm thinking. Uh, right, I'm you're sorry. Th- you're, you're kind of jumping ahead because because Tony Stark went to Spider Man. Yes, so, so you have you were, you were kind of building it up. Right, you were introdu- You were basically setting up like everybody that every superhero um, that you have seen set up to leading up to this point is now 
pitted against each other because they have to kind of pick a side as to who they're loyal to. And then you could probably get into this more about whether you're Team Stark or Team Capped. It, it, the, the great thing about it was a whole juxtaposition because Tony Stark was an industrialist, all about making weapons, being a complete renegade, just absolutely being the outsider. And then after he has the awakening where he realizes his weapons are going to the bad guys as well as they are the good guys, you know, he breaks away from the military and he's doing his own thing. Captain America is the biggest flag-waving follow he orders. The, yeah, he, he swallowed the Kool-Aid. But in, in, in light of what happened, you know, in Wachovia and, what, and, and some other events around the globe in which – you know, the Avengers put themselves ahead of every country. There was no borders. There was no oversight committee. It was just them going here to save the world. I'm not saying it was bad, but this is where they got the juxtaposition. The government came in, the governments of the world came in and said, you need, you need a boss. You need a watchdog. You need to follow some kinds of rules. You just can't go into any country and do what you want. Um, and, and shockingly, Tony Stark's like, yeah, you, you're probably right. We need to be reined in a little. And Captain America went the opposite way and said, fuck that. You know, like, aliens come from outer space. I don't care if they wind up in Mother Russia or they wind up in Manhattan. It's a planetary event that we have to keep from happening. And so that's that's when they, you know. You have to choose a side. They you start have building, to choose a side. Yeah, they, and then the superheroes have to build, you know, alliances. And then that's when Tony Stark calls and. The big guns, if you will. Now he he goes and recruits Spider Man, Man. and kid, that, kid, underoos, underoos. That's right. Oh, the nick. Uh, okay, I will say my favorite part in the Marvel universe is the nicknames. <laughs> the nicknames. You know that. You know the first time he sees Loki, and he, you know, and and um, oh, what did he call Loki? Oh no, when he saw like Thor for the first time, and he called him Point Break. <laughs> you you, th- you have a mean swing that point break, you know, and, and like you go down the list. I don't think he's called anybody by their name, and it was absolute. Oh, reindeer games. That's what he called Loki when he first saw him, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, reindeer games surrender pretty easily there." Um, yeah. So we have underoos. <laughs> yeah. We have the introduction of Spider-Man, who had long been excluded from the Marvel movies because of licensing with Sony Pictures, and this is sort of like Sony going, "Okay, well." This is, you know, we'll let you use your Spider-Man here, but then... We got to make a deal to do other things. And the funny thing is, Spider-Man, along with the X-Men, up until the start of this Marvel Cinematic Universe, was one of the two A-listers. Yep. The bankable character. There have been... And had been been through two generations of movies up to this Back point. to back. Yeah. You know, I mean, within a 10-year period of time, they had two different Spider-Mans doing three movies each, all which did incredibly well. By the time he comes into the fold, he was a great addition, but he's literally coming off the bench. He's like this. He's Bill Walton in 1986. He is the sixth man off the bench. Jack with some balls. <laughs> okay. I, just, I, I want to shoot. Uh, but the Come f- on, Bradley. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I just want to, you know, and you make a lot of money. Um, but they, but with him in that battle scene, it wasn't picking a side. Nobody sided with Captain America who didn't think that Tony had some really good points. And there's nobody who was with Tony who that Tony's 100% right and Cap's off, you know, Cap's gone off the deep end here. There was so much conflict in each and every one of those things. And then of course, you know, nobody died, but you know, but of course, you know, you know Tony Stark Iron Man's wingman, you know, um 
You know, the uh, black war, guy that you can't war, remember. War, war, uh, you know, Don Cheadle playing War Machine yes. uh, becomes paralyzed. Yeah. You know, in an accident. Like somebody on his side tries to shoot somebody else, accidentally hits him. Friendly fire. And then, of course, you know, at the last minute, a couple people switch sides and, like, hey, what are we doing here? Uh, and that's where Paul Rudd had his gigantic moment, literally, where you find out that not only is Ant Man can shrink down to the size of an ant, that Ant-Man can grow to the size of a building. <laughs> yep. Uh, and I will say, it is the most money I probably ever spent on a Marvel product or a movie because I think, okay, what year is this? 2016. 2016. So for when he turned six, my little guy turned six, we got him the Lego set. And it, I think it was like $140. Whoa. I, I, but it had every character from the movie. It had the, the Quinjet. How many of those does he still have? <laughs> you know, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you should ask. It's the journey. <laughs> but he did. You know, he, 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 it was, it was a over 1200 piece set. That this little six-year-old fucker sat there for about eight, nine hours, not not flinching, right. unless it was connecting this time, to this. Free time well spent. But it was. It was the most I spent. And it was great. Uh, but yeah, that that movie, again, I mean- $1.1 billion. That's, that's so staggering to think about. Um, yeah. So that's great. And then now we go to- we kind of get into Netflix territory. No. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, Doctor th- Strange is the next movie, and this is where this is where. And it, again, it's like let's see how the payoff is because because the, there was a little bit of payoff in Thor Ragnarok with with Doctor Strange, um, but again, Doctor Strange. And, and the funny thing is, we will do a sideshow one day where. We'll go through a quick history of the comics where you come up with Doctor Strange, I come up with this. You come up with Elastic Man, I come up with Mr. Fantastic. Like oh, the one to one parallels. The one to one. You know who 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 is Captain America in the DC universe? Um, Captain Marvel. No, Batman. <laughs> Batman. Oh, Captain America. You know, Batman. no real powers. Can't fly. Can't. You know, this. you mean Iron Man? No, yeah, Iron Man. Well, at the time it was that, but yeah, Iron Man. Yeah. And him. But you go down the list. So anyway, so Doctor Strange. Yeah. I'm blanking on the DC guy's name, but it doesn't matter. But here's the funny thing: is so you got Doctor Strange, you got Cumberbatch, you got Benedict Cumberbatch, one of one of the best actors. In the last twenty years, like, like I mean, he is the new. He will be knighted at one point. Yeah, I mean, everything he does is highbrow. It's cerebral. He is an actor's actor. Right. He is, he, he's like the smart man's Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or, I, I mean, I mean, think about it. Like, let, let, let's let's put him. I mean, it, it, you know, he's like a Sir Anthony Hopkins. He is on that level. He yeah. is in that elk. Uh, doing this, put on this flowy robe, yeah. mystical, multidimensional. Not since Sir Alec Guinness played Obi Wan Kenobi has such you know, <laughs> acting royalty been demoted to uh, such tripe. And again, it it you know it did it did better than uh, so many of the movies that led up to it. I mean, it did over like six hundred and fifty million dollars for again. Almost a throwaway movie. Yeah, like like it's it's a fun movie. It's a great story. It's an interesting storyline. It it, and I honestly don't say this um, in a demeaning way, but it baby steps non non comic book geeks into uh, the dimensions don't work like either way. Like dimensional travel, different realms. It 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 
almost dumbs it down or gives a backstory to. Yeah. These are what these gems do that you're going to find out. It's like a tutorial level. Right. Yeah. And again, with a great actor. Liked it. Yep. So Guardians of the Galaxy 2, 2017. Now we get into the home stretch. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, or Volume 2. Um, another tearjerker. Another 863 million dollars. Literally almost a billion dollars for, again, and what did the last one do? Yeah, it goes from seven, it goes up almost a hundred million dollars. And again, another great soundtrack. Yeah, another great soundtrack. Um, characters we've grown to now love, love, and, and really fail for. And, and, and a fantastic video. Hmm? By by, you you saw um, uh, what's his name? Knight Rider. Oh, David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff. Oh, David he played yeah. Hasselhoff. Yeah. Play, you know, who does David Hasselhoff play in Guardians Two? He plays David Hasselhoff. I know because Peter Quill, as a kid, didn't know who his father was, so he carried around a picture of David Hasselhoff and told people that Knight Rider was his dad. And by the way, an astounding work. And use of CGI, making David Hasselhoff look like the young David, David Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. But they and did. then you have P- uh, Kurt Russell as his dad. And, and, and you want to talk about amazing? They the opening scene is Kurt Russell driving a car in 1980, like with with Peter Quill's mom. And so honestly, they made him look 40 years younger. Yeah, he looks like like uh, Escape from New York. Oh right, right. <laughs> you know, uh, it was amazing. But yeah, you got David. You were able to put David Hasselhoff in a 200 million dollar budget movie. I have to watch that movie again. Um, and yeah. then you you got to watch the whole credits. Yep. And then they do in the bonus feature. Uh, there's a there's there's a song in the movie that they make a whole music video out of, written and performed by, by David Hasselhoff. No, the, the Hoff, and he is great at it. Uh, he is absolutely. And there are there's some slapstick thing in there where Peter finds out his father is a god, like literally a celestial, which all of the essence is a god who's created a planet out of sheer will. I mean, that's the level he is. And Peter's half this guy, and they get into a battle scene and. You can become what you want. And Peter imagines he's Pac-Man. He transforms yes. into Pac-Man. And it's it's if it was in Pixel or some throwaway slapstick movie like that, but it was it was really interesting. And again, you go from him being Pac-Man to fighting his dad, who transforms into David Hasselhoff. It's over the top, it's action, and then his real father character sacrifices himself. Yandu. And you can't breathe. Like, no. you you got a knot in your throat. Right. Yeah, was, like, it's like Darth Vader decided to just come in and give you the old force clutch <laughs> on you. Yes. Right. You have failed me for the last time, nerd. <laughs> oh, but it was great. Now, now, and I apologize for being stupid, but now this is Spider-Man: Homecoming, which we saw together. Yeah, is this, this the first? Was that the first one we saw? Like I think we we'd seen uh, both our boys. Do we, we, we see Guardians together? No, maybe not. I just remember seeing. I know for a fact we saw Home. No, because I've been living away this whole oh, time. Okay, I saw yeah. most of these in L.A. Okay, or Guitar. But I think Homecoming. All right. your two kids, my two kids, no, absolutely. No. And, and we both got the opportunity to explain to our young children what porn was. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Uh, so this is a great movie because this is the first feature. Sony free kind of well no this is incorporated in conjunction with Sony I think this is actually this is a, a Sony movie or it's a Sony produced movie in conjunction with Marvel I think they funded it yeah they reap the benefits but Marvel produced it's an this is essentially an Iron Man 
Iron Man in a Sony movie. So it's technically part of the Marvel Universe, but Sony made this movie. Essentially. And I think it was a quick quid pro quo. Yeah, for... We're uh, going to let Spider-Man be in your big battle scene. In Civil in War. Civil War. You're you. going to let Iron Man be in our Spider-Man movie. And oh, by the way, our Spider-Man is now part of your universe. Right. And yeah. So it's... Um, it's a great movie. It reboots Spider-Man yet once again. It, but it, it kind of uh, skips the whole intro party. We kind of know that he already has the superpowers. Yeah, you don't go through the whole bit by the spider and, thing. And he is not even like Tobey Maguire young. Like he is a literal high school student. Like he is a young kid. Um, you see him at his. Um, you see him at his high school. You see what's this kid's name? What's his best friend's name? His like the, uh, the, the you know the, the, the jock the, guy. No, the fat kid. Oh right, the guy, the guy at the, the guy the Asian at the computer. Kid. No, but what does he call himself? Oh, 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 the um, I'm the uh, oh god damn, we're we gonna hate the guy ourselves. At the desk? Yeah. So oh yeah, like I'm the guy at the, I'm the guy at the computer. Um, but he he's great. Um, only eight hundred and eighty million dollars, and so whoever did whoever the favor. Oh, we'll let you have them. We're co-producer. We're do everything. Yeah, you're splitting eight hundred. I think probably the biggest movie that either studio put out that year. I guarantee it. Yep. And um, and it wasn't just like a shitty cameo by Iron Man because Iron Man has several pivotal kind of scenes and, and um, mentoring scenes. And then also also a little. I think they kind of downplayed it in the movie, but maybe more so they played it up in the trailer. Iron Man kind of hitting on Marissa Tomei as... By the way, Marissa Tomei as Aunt May. Like, what? She's like a 40-year-old, 50-year-old And there were so many times where, you know, he and and Robert Downey Jr. never, or, you know, Tony Stark never mentioned her without being like, hey, if you don't don't buckle up and listen to what I said, I'm going to have to rat you out to an incredibly hot aunt. Right. (laughs) Every time he mentioned her, you know. Yep. Hotter than she should be on. And I think his his uh, his buddy, the guy in the the guy in the chair, guy in the the guy in the chair, yeah, like, the guy in the chair. Like even his buddy was like, you know, having some emotions about uh, Marissa Tomei, and you know, it, it right there. And there's that 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 great scene where um, the guy in the chair is trying not to out um, Peter Parker as Spider Man. So when Marissa Tomei catches him doing something that a little is a little dubious, she's like, "What are you doing?" And he's on his computer, and he goes. I was looking at porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that was his plan B. Oh, it was good. But then we get to, well, I shouldn't say, and then we get to, then there is Thor Ragnarok. And then there's Thor <laughs> Ragnarok. And then there's Thor Ragnarok. Uh, it, is, it is, out of all the Thors, it is hands down. It was not that, a Thor spot. <laughs> so the, the first Thor does $440, $450 million. The second one... Right. The second one does... 644. 644. And then this one... Does 853. I mean, that's that's just... But Chris Helmsworth is now... Hemsworth is now it. I mean, he is... And I didn't see Thor Ragnarok. I did, however, see the Nerdist-produced 80s trailer to Thor Ragnarok, which was fucking awesome. Which I showed it to Jacques after he'd seen Thor Ragnarok, because he doesn't like watching trailers. I don't. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is mesmerizing in it. I mean, he and and, and, I, and I, I'm looking at Joe lovingly as I tell him that because I don't know a bigger Jeff Goldblum fan than you. 
I'm not a huge Jeff Goldblum fan. I just you like I love I, him. I <laughs> I like him. I admire him. Yeah. I, but I can't. Um, I mean, it's your favorite line. I've in never movies seen. Ever? I've never. I've never seen The Fly. Go. It's your favorite line in any Figure. movie. Uh, the the question isn't um, whether we can. I'm not going to do it. Do it. Uh, the, uh, the question is uh, whether we um, uh, uh, can uh, uh, do this. Uh, they never stop to think. Uh, if they should. Right. Anyway. <laughs> but he is great. I mean, he is the jeffiest, goldiest, bloomest <laughs> he has ever been in a movie in this. Uh, and it's great. And and him helps. So it's funny how people have paired off. You know, Tony Stark, you know, and Captain America, frenemies. Like, like you know, but the story since his universe has begun between Thor and Hulk is – it's incredible. It, like literally, it's incredible. Um, and, and they're the only ones in it. They're the only Avengers in, in this whole thing. Um, you know, after the after after the, um, may the force be with you. you. After the second Avengers, you know, uh, Hulk accidentally winds up on a Quinjet that is in stealth mode that just goes flying off through the universe by. And he, you know, he he's been Hulk for two years. Like, you know, and, and it's good. It's it's really good. Um, some people would say it's great. And those are the people who like the shirtless Thor because there's a lot of shirtless Thor. I think that's why you don't like this movie as much. You are uh, a Thorophobe. No, I, I – like, no, hey, no. I mean literally he – he, I understand why there's not a shirt on him. There's, there's a, there's a, there is a great line. Oh, I don't know. Was it on – I want to say that this movie is arousing things in you that you didn't know were arousable. Oh, I knew. <laughs> but they um, – no, there's, there's, there's a great line. I forget what movie it is where um, – oh, the woman. I, I'm horrible with names from on How I Met Your Mother who's, who's one oh, of the – Oh, Colby Smothers. Yeah. Uh, Smothers. Yeah. So, so, so somebody's like, you know, yeah. she refers to Gord as a, a, Thor as a god. Well, he's not a god. And she goes, have you seen his arms? <laughs> and it's like point taken. Yeah. Uh, but it's good. And again, I, I, I touched on it already that – it was more of a Guardians three than a Thor three. The other Thors had moments of levity, but they were they were they were not dark. Well, yeah, the Dark World. It was a little dark. Um, this was all comedy. And now we come to the Black. Well, wait, wait. Oh. It was all comedy except for the fact that Thor loses everything. <laughs> now we get to. I was going to say. Now we come to the Black Panther of the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe. Black Panther. Um, and by, and not like a black sheep where you're embarrassed of it. A black panther, I think, will forever be known as something that is surprisingly fucking amazing. Black Panther, who, who, who had a great role in Civil War. I mean, a very, very crucial role. And he was. And again, okay, this is another, you can make an argument. I'm going to say a lower B, a B minus uh, property. But you could probably say a C property, um, you know. But they bring him into Civil War. It was a huge role, uh, great acting, and then Black Panther comes out, and it again, like with the Avengers, completely game changing. Um, yep. And now we're gonna play. How racist is Jacques? <laughs> okay. Uh, question number one. Okay. Who plays Tony Stark? That's not a fair question. Who plays Tony? No, what is the actor? Robert who Downey Jr. Correct. Question number two. Who plays Thor? Uh, Chris 
Hemsworth. Correct. Question number three. Who plays Captain America? <coughs> Chris Evans. <laughs> oh, we're on a roll. And now, for all the marvels, who is the actor I... who plays Black Panther? Is it? Oh. I, I've seen him on so many things. I'm gonna... He's the black guy. He's... <laughs> it's, it, it, it's not... Great Clarks. <laughs> it's not Don Cheadle. It's, it's not Samuel L. Jackson. It's see. Uh, it's not Terrence Howard. <laughs> I don't know names. You knew Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> you knew Robert Downey hey, Jr. I saw it three times in the theater. Oh, I don't know. I, I, Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. I knew Boseman. As soon as you said Chadwick, and I knew it was Boseman. Who's Killmonger? By the way, I had to look it up myself. <laughs> who is Killmonger? Because <laughs> that guy was great, too. The guy who played Killmonger was absolutely... Oh, Michael B. Jordan. Who's and, Creed? Yeah, and he, unfortunately, uh, not making an appearance, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. um... But, oh, man, was he fucking... And that was How Racist Is Jacques? <laughs> Tune in next week where we'll find out How Racist Is Joe? Secretly. <laughs> yeah, see... Not very. There was a lot of fine people on that set on both sides. Uh, Anyways. But when I say game-changing, I mean, now, it's the third highest-grossing Marvel movie, 1.3. But that's... that's and... Counting. And counting. It's still in theaters. Yeah. There's other huge things out there, but it will probably go down as the second highest grossing movie, or maybe the third, depending on Silver, uh, how Infinity War does. But 1.3, and and I will say, as much as we're joking about the racism thing, because racism is hilarious, I don't see it as a black movie. It's not a black movie. It's a superhero movie. Oh, the With superhero all... happens to be black. Yeah. And, and and it was. It was great. I mean, it brought in a lot of African culture. But again, I didn't see it, and I don't think it should be seen as a black superhero movie. It just happens to be that this guy, you know, is black. The vision is whatever the vision is. The, you know, it's like Captain America or Romanoff is a Russian. There's all these different ethnicities that make it up. But I don't think mm-hmm. – and I do. I think it should be looked at as the same way. It's like, you know – is Tony Stark – is it a white movie because Tony Stark's white? You know, it's a great – and I think it belittles the movie or like to pigeonhole it or to limit it to that or to say it's a great black superhero movie. No. It's a great superhero movie and no, it is. But I'm not going to – I'm going to say it is a great black superhero movie. You know why? Why is that? Because there's another one? There's not any other black <clears throat> superhero movies so, besides Blade. In the in – the, um, in the in the world, and I will say this: in the world we live in now, I'm not making political at all. It is great that things, in some ways, are, you, you know, in the last year you've had Wonder Woman, the first, you know, there's no sidekicks, there's no anybody lending credibility to it. It was just her standalone movie, awesome. And the same with this, and and I think it's great that that you know all these movies are being made because. People want to see people aren't people don't want to see just Batman. They don't want to just see Superman. They don't want to see Captain America. They want to see the whole spectrum. And the fact that this movie was take away that most of it took place in Africa or that most of the actors were black. It's a great movie. The story is incredible, and the end of the story without giving up like the 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 the, the footer at the end of this movie that it has a little scene where it's one of the best fus. Um, to everybody, okay, you, you know, but but tell everybody about the two white guys in the movie, right? The two white guys <laughs> are um, Martin Freeman 
and um, Andy Serkis, who are also very popular in the Lord of the Rings. So I guess you could say they were the two Tolkien white guys. <laughs> Which I saw that meme and I loved. Management finally realized last night, because I was telling her about the show prep that I was doing, yeah, some people on the staff do some show prep. Uh, but she just realized, oh, wait, in Infinity Wars, you're going to have Cumberbatch and you're going to have Martin Freeman. And Sherlock is probably our favorite show in the past decade. Like, since yeah. Battlestar Galactica, our favorite collective show. We've liked a lot of shows together. But Sherlock and the fact that the two guys, you know, that Sherlock and Watson uh-huh. are, are at one point going to have a moment. Let's talk a little bit about what are your expectations for Infinity War? Um, story-wise, number-wise? I can't really speak to the story because, again, like I've kind of fallen out. I, I can't remember a lot of the Age of Ultron. Uh, I, I think I only literally saw it once. Do, do you know the whole crux? Do you know what the whole point of the story is? No. I kind of don't. Okay. I'm not, I'm, I am like a passerby. I'm, I'm like a... You know, like a Midwesterner that just comes to the big city and then goes back to his country bumpkin town. Do you know what the Infinity Gauntlet is? I don't. I do, but let the audience know. Do you know what the Infinity Stones are? Uh, can, okay, so I didn't know through, there was going to be math. Through, <laughs> we were told that spelling would not count on this, um, but there are six Infinity Stones. Okay, and they've they've been through day one of this. The Tesseract inside the Tesseract is one of the Infinity Stones. Yes, uh, Vision was brought to life by one of the Infinity Stones. Okay, and Thor, the Dark World, that that misty kind of thing that didn't see Dark World. Okay, um, there are six Infinity Stones, and throughout the universe, people have been trying to get them. One of the Infinity Stones was in Guardians yes, of the Galaxy Guardians, One, yeah. and and that's why when you found out that Peter Quill wasn't wasn't uh, Terran, like Thor calls Earth Midgard, the people in in Guardians uh, refer to Earth as Terran. Uh, when he was able to hold the Infinity Stone without being ripped, obliterated. obliterated because he had this blood in him, but that Infinity Stone, as you could see, if, if Ronan had got to the planet, all he had to do with his staff is hit the ground with that Infinity Stone, and it would have wiped out the entire planet. These, the, each each one of these Infinity Stones has the power of twelve Death Stars. Yes, <laughs> but they can all do different things. Some of them warp time. Some of them warp reality. Some of them warp. You know, like the Tesseract is unlimited power. It's it it is an unlimited power source, and they are as old as the universe itself, and. The Celestials, the gods, thought they were too powerful, spread them apart. They have always been hidden. Um, and, and so every one of these stories, every one of these Marvel stories, for the most part, touched on one of them. I think Civil War was the only one that kind of didn't, didn't – you know, it wasn't 100 percent about that. Yeah. Age of Ultron was 100 percent about that, but Vision's now in it. Yeah. Um, but all of these, because there's a creature, no, not many people – the only people who know the name – of Thanos is the Guardians of the Galaxy because Gamora was raised by Thanos. He was – she was stolen and raised as her daughter and by raised as her daughter, beaten and tortured every day and made into this master, you know, and her sister the same way, um, you know, mutilated and turned into two-thirds robot and less person. Um, Karen but, Killam. Who, who is great in Jumanji. Smoke show. Did you see Jumanji? No. But she was great in Doctor Who. And I will tell you, uh, oh, the Doctor Who, the TV show. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. She was one. She was one of the uh, companions. She was. Um, uh, oh God, what's her fucking name? Uh, oh, uh, a- a- um, Amy Pond. Amy Pond. Um, Kevin Hart was in Jumanji. Yes. I knew that without looking up. How can I be racist? <laughs> Anyways. No, I didn't know Bozeman's name. <laughs> <laughs> Neither I'm did sorry. I. Um, I'm a big but so the, the So the whole thing is, any one person in the universe who controls any one of those stones is a god. Like, any one of those stones gives you power over all reality across the universe, all time, yep. all space. Infinity War is going to do one. And, and so they know... And, and and they had said that like Tony's when Tony Stark is saying goodbye to Captain America at the end of the last Avengers movie, and he's going like Hawkeye's retiring, Tony Stark is retiring. They're all going their separate ways, and that's when there's going to be a new Avengers. That's when the Falcon had come in, like you know Captain America's new sidekick, the Falcon. Yeah, the Ant Man. You know, you know, a couple other people are coming. The the vision. There's going to be a new Avengers because Hulk is gone. No one has seen him in two years. Thor has to go and take care of the nine realms that have fell into disarray. Yep. Tony Stark is off the grid and just leaving this all behind. So there's going to be a new Avengers. And he was saying it's like and, and Thor was saying just before he left, because the nine realms have fallen into chaos. And every time they have come together, it's been over an infinity stone and the, and that Thor feels it. And it was one of those things where, okay, Thor is being the smart one that's figuring this out. He's ahead of the curve that there's somebody manipulating them and they, and he feels like a pawn in a bigger game. He doesn't know who Thanos is. Like when, when going way back to the Avengers, when Loki came to get the Tesseract and he said, I've seen worlds you don't know about. He's like, you know, who controls the Whoopi King? Who gave you these powers? He never says, Oh, there's this guy, Thanos. He's about the size of a planet, sits on a giant chair, and controls all you motherfuckers. Um, so Thanos has been positioning everything for eons to get control of it, and he creates a gauntlet that that you could put all six of the gems in and control the everything. Universe. Like with a blinker and eye, none of this ever happened. We He can blink uh, everything out of existence at once. Um, what's interesting to think about, let's say the movie is – a long rambling thing like our podcast. Let's say it's three hours long. How many of these characters? I I, I mean, how much screen time is there? Take 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 Civil War. Take all those people from Civil War. You know, from from Bucky to to Black Panther, who were just kind of really introduced recently into those. Are Black Panther interesting? Now you're throwing, and you had Ant Man do an appearance. You had Spider Man. You you didn't know the five people from Guardians. Yep. Now you're going to throw the five people in Guardians. Now you're going to throw and you got Thor, you got Loki, you got all of Asgard, you know, and all these things. And now you're going to introduce a person that's that that you know, uh, Ronan yeah. was you know you know was basically this godlike creature who. Thanos has more strength in one pinky than this guy. Well, uh, you did say that Infinity Wars was originally going to be split into two movies, and now they're going to do it into one into large one. Movie. It's probably going to be pushing three hours. It's got. It's got. This to. is going to be like the Lord of the Rings, you know, like finale kind of thing. Yeah. So it's probably going to be a pushing three hours movie, and it's probably going to move fast. I do not know the answer to this. In 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 Civil War, Captain America dies. In, in the in the comic book series, you know, mm-hmm. 
he dies in the comic book world, which means he really doesn't die. Something happens. He always come back. Uh, fun fact: Superman's not dead. Oh yeah. Uh, so, but so so he died in that. Does anybody die in this? Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, are, who comes off the board? Iron Man. You think Iron Man dies? You think Tony Stark meets his demise? Yeah. I mean, not paralyzed, not, I can't do this anymore. You think he does the dirt nap? I think this would be... You think he's pushing little Davies and making them come up? I think he, for years, is sort of, I think Robert Downey Jr. has sort of said, like, he was on his way out. Like, I... I think he's done making. I think he's done making Iron Man movies. I think this is his swan song. I think this is his, um, you know, his big um, farewell. I, yeah, I'm going to predict here. Iron Man dies in Infinity War. Um, interesting. I, I and I don't know because I I've not read any spoilers. I mean, my guess is Vision. By the way, could, uh, my only my only. Reasoning is that a Robert Downey Jr. sort of said like he didn't plan on doing all of these movies forever. Like he wanted a kind of an out. I think he was also kind of. I think he was a little begrudging to do uh, Homecoming, but they probably just backed up a truckload of money at his door and said, "Are you sure about that?" But yeah, I think he's getting long in the tooth. I think he's made his mark. I think he is in himself. Like I think he's artistic enough and he's proud enough of the Iron Man character he's built cinematically that he doesn't want this to go ad infinitum. He doesn't want to be Stan Lee making cameo appearances in his own Iron Man movie, Iron Man 7. You know what I mean? Like, I think, yeah, this is probably going to be it. And that would be, I think from a financial standpoint, maybe Marvel would be looking at that prospect as, a, as suicide. Like, are you serious? We're going to kill, if we kill Iron Man, Nobody's going to come to the fucking theaters, but I—I I don't know. I think they've built up enough of a cachet of loyalty that um, that they could afford to lose an Iron Man, and um, you know who knows? Maybe like like with any other comic book thing, they could always bring him back somehow, some way in future movie, future installments. But I think story wise, maybe it could be a powerful sort of send off. I don't know. Do you, I'm just throwing it out there. Has Downey done a lot of movies aside from this in the last five six years? Um, he's done like one a year, like he did the uh, Sherlock Holmes movies, but I think he's been kind been of a while since he's done one of those. Yeah, but like he did two Sherlock Holmes movies; those were like Christmas time movies. Um, I think he's been kind of like riding low a little bit. You know, he's been, um, you know, probably just living off of the millions he's made. Uh, you know, since Iron Man came out. I, so, so I mean, I mean, to this point, they've grossed over fifteen billion dollars. He, he, I guarantee, he's got up. 500 million from this. And don't forget, he created that sort of Tony Stark persona with Favreau. Like they wrote Iron Man on the on, like right. the original Iron Man like on the spot. Like they were like they didn't they went into this without a script. And they, and he 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 did. He renegotiated at one point and got back end. I mean, he's made over 500 million on this. I gar I guarantee, you know, he has and probably but I'm guessing, you know, maybe something ha something has to happen with Vision because the only reason he exists is the stone. The stone in his head. At one point, it has to get ripped out. It has to. And whether it gets replaced or back or whatever, I do not know. Um, but by the way, are they making an Avengers 4? They are. Oh, there is an Tony Aven Stark's not dying. There is, no, no. But, <laughs> I take it all back. No, but don't forget. I mean, they, they have. In the last, in, at the end of the last one, they introduced. They introduced that... You know that that uh, the Falcon is part of it. There's an Ant Man. The next the next movie up is Ant Man two. And by the way, didn't somebody die in an Avengers movie that later came back somehow, some way? 
Somebody named uh, Agent Coulson. Oh, so that's okay. <laughs> that, that was one of my other points. Does he make an appearance? Because nobody knows that he's alive except um, the girl, uh, um, again, the How I Met Your Mom. Oh, no, oh, no. Uh, Col- uh, uh, Smulders. Smulders. Uh, damn it, I can't remember her name. I forget. Um, see, I'm not racist. I'm also misogynistic because I can't remember the woman's name. But Nick Fury is the only one who knows Coulson's alive. No, no of the other. I think he makes an appearance. Here, here's here's my predictions. You ready? Yes. Well, because the Hulk doesn't want to. Like, I don't think Banner wants to do it anymore. Uh, what's Hawkeye's name? What's it? What's the guy? Chris, Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. Um, I think he all gets dragged back into it. I I think uh, I think we lose. You're gonna say you're gonna say Iron Man, so I'm gonna say we lose Captain America, and I think Chris Evans has done a lot of movies. Mm. He's done a lot of movies outside this. You know, he's done almost like an, an, a couple Oscar bait type movies and stuff like that. I'm gonna say that for a while, if we lose anybody who we get back, it's Vision. Um, I think we lose. Uh, oh, yo, yo, uh, I think we lose Captain America. I'll say we lose Cap. Okay. I say we lose. How about Nick Fury? No, no. I think he's uh, Teflon Don. I think I think he somehow you know survives. Uh, I don't think he's on the front line either. I don't think him being a badass with a big gun is going up against Thanos and Thanos' army. Mm. I, I don't. But I think I think we I think we lose maybe maybe we lose Cap. Uh, but it is it's it's funny to think oh Robert Downey Jr. made enough money he doesn't want to do this anymore. But I do, I think you do. I'm I would have to go back through. I think he doesn't have anywhere close to the record. Uh, who's the actor who does Wolverine? Oh, Hugh Jackman. I think Hugh Jackman has been like Wolverine, and I want to say something like 12 movies. Did you see Logan? I did. And how awesome was that movie? And how, like, that was his, that was his goodbye. He's dead. Right. Yeah. Like, that's, that's like, you know, you're not, you know, you're not coming back. Yeah. You know, he, but that was a fucking badass movie. That it was, was rated a R. Badass movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, to see Xavier like that, that was, yeah, that was tough. That was absolutely tough to see. Right. To, to so see. I don't know. Maybe I think if Iron Man goes out, he was gonna he's gonna go out and bang. It's gonna be fucking awesome. And but I don't know if that's gonna be if he's maybe sa- if they're saving that for a, a later movie to put a death knell like. There's no death knell in these movies because there there's money to be made. They're going to be and constantly... they keep introducing new characters. Like, yeah. does Doctor Strange like get a second movie? We know Ant Man has a second movie. We already know there's a Guardians three. Right. But do we want to see a sixty year old Iron Man? That's one of the things. <clears throat> do we want to see a sixty year old Captain America? But he ages more slow. Yeah. But Iron Man's tech. I mean, as long as he can, you know, upgrade his tech, I don't know. I right. don't. I don't know. But yeah, I think one of these guys. You say Captain America. I say Captain America. You might be you say- because Captain America, like you said, is supposed to be ageless or slowly aging. Whereas in reality, yeah, you know, like like in Star Trek, Data eventually dies in one of the movies. Because Data is an android, but you know the the actor is going to keep aging, so they they can't perpetuate that any further. Um, so yeah, you, maybe you're right. Maybe Cap dies because just logistically you can't have an aging. Um, yeah, and you're not gonna you're not gonna pull a a, a Darren switch right. on them and have somebody no. else play Captain. No. Well, America. that's the thing. It's like. <laughs> You know, and hey, I I was wrong. I mean, I I thought I thought there wouldn't be like after the Dark Knight Returns. I didn't think we'd have another Joker, but you know, I think the last Joker was pretty okay. I don't ever see another Iron Man. 
I don't. I think that I think that gets shelved for at least a decade. Yeah, right. right. They, 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 they got to let that breathe. They're not going to Spider-Man that one over and over no. every two years. Uh, but that's the thing. So Spider-Man doesn't die. We know Ant-Man doesn't die. We know Peter Quill doesn't die. Mm-hmm. And if Peter Quill doesn't die, Gamora doesn't die. You know, does Rocket meet his demise? No. Does does yeah. Dax meet? Like if anybody was expendable in that world, it's yeah. Dax. And Dax is the one who has a grudge. Dax knows who 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 Thanos is. Right. And Groot almost died and kind of did no Groot did die right all right this is son of Groot what is this it's baby Groot it's baby Groot but I've I've recently read that it's it's not like we thought they planted Groot and and bringing Groot back but then I heard that it's not I don't know and by the way we're how like he's like teenage Groot how how much did I cry when Groot died in Guardians (laughs) 1 like a fucking baby <laughs> like a weeping Cry- willow like honestly yeah. it, even now talking about it it hurts it yeah. hurts but then of course you see at the end of uh, of uh, volume two you see like brooding teenage like angsty Groot, yeah. like one of those dickheads upstairs yes. when we say time to turn off your game right all right we've gone way too long uh, last thing what do you think opening wa- weekend does uh probably a good oh god 100 mil easy Oh God, no! Well, okay. What a hundred so, mil? So, a For- Force Awaken opening weekend has a record at two hundred and forty-seven. Oh God! Star Wars: Last Jedi was two hundred and twenty. I am an Jurassic old man. World was two hundred and eight. Avengers opening weekend was two hundred and seven million. All right, this, and, and, and Black and Panther Black was two hundred and two. Okay, so this will do. But this is again, it's. I guess there is no off weekend with this kind of stuff. So two fifty. Because, yeah, so 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 you got Force Awaken and Jedi 1 and 2, then you got Jurassic World, but then I don't three, know. four, I, listen, listen, three, no, four, five, six, seven biggest opening weekends, you know, Captain America at seven, uh, Age of Ultron at six, Black Panther at five, Marvel at four. Do you think it surpasses, do you think it surpasses uh, Marvel, the Avengers at 207? Opening weekend? Opening weekend. Hmm. When we when we record next, no, actually the whole weekend won't be done. Yeah, so we'll have to update this in two weeks. Yeah, I don't know. I think yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I think why not? But the, the Avengers is a unique thing. First of all, they were supposed to open in May. They did not. Now they pushed it up to why, April. Why did they push it up? Is there something else big coming out that they didn't want to go head to head with? There I, are I many. Solo, solo, uh, Jurassic World. Uh, oh, there was another. Uh, there's another big movie uh, that's coming out. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of like sci-fi kind of movies coming and big blockbuster movies coming out in May. Um, yeah, I think they will probably threaten more like by Solo and all that. Yeah. Um, so what's the point? And then they just a breeze through what's coming up after this. We have Ant-Man two to look forward to, Captain Marvel, Avengers four apparently, and Inhumans. Uh, and yeah, and humans, and, and that's one of those Marvel Cinematic Universes, one hundred percent from the the TV show. Okay, it, it, it's it actually spun off. You know, la- last two things, and I'm going to do this. I'm sorry, we're over time, but I'm not sorry. I know everybody wants to know. I think I think opening weekend. I don't think it passes Jurassic World, but I think it passes Marvel. So it comes in between. No, it it might. It won't pass Star Wars, but it will be third. I think it comes What's in the over. Number? Uh, I'm going to say 210. 210, all right. I will say 2 I'm going to say that 420, down. Bob. <laughs> no, what do you say? I say 210. Do you say 210? I'm going to say 225. 
And the closest without going over wins the podcast. Joe. And gets to do it on their own. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I know everybody wants to go. This is my ranking. Quick. It, the Avengers. This is best to worst. Best, best, best to best to best to great. Okay. Or best to really good. Okay. Best to really good. Okay. There's no worse. There's All no right. bad. Go. The Avengers one. Guardians of the Galaxy two. Iron Man three. And no, I still, really don't say numbers because they're gonna think okay. Iron Man three. Oh, okay. Iron Man, Guardians two. And it really it was really close between Iron Man or Guardians for being my second choice. Thor, Black Panther, uh, Civil War. Winter Soldier, Iron Man 2, hmm. Homecoming. <gasps> and again, like you've heard me not glow about Ragnarok, but I put I put it right in the middle of the pack. You know, okay. I, I, I put Fair it, enough. I put it above, you know, I put it above Age of Ultron yeah. and Iron and, and Thor 2, um, First Avenger, Iron Man 3, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man. And Hulk. And coming in, you know, hey, somebody's got to be at the bottom list. <laughs> and it would be Ed Norton <laughs> uh, and the Incredible Hulk. I I think Infinity War will probably come in as in the top five. I'm guessing I'm going to put it in my top five. You can't even edge guess out this shit, Thor. man. You don't know what it's I can. Do. And I did. <clears throat> uh, and just so you know, for those of you scoring at home, the total box office gross of all of the Marvel movies to date according to Jacopedia 15 billion dollars that doesn't take into account any of the money from the 12 TV shows right and the cap to all this is that Stan Lee finally gets his money yeah. Because he was never paid for all of his ideas, at least not rightfully so. Like the 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 billions over the decades that they've that Marvel's raked in for off the back of Stan Lee, and, and the and the hundreds of millions Stan Lee has made off the people that he's outlived, and you know just just like with Batman, we find out I lived for Batman for forty years, and then I find out wait who's this Bill Finger guy? Mm. Oh wait, he did more work. He didn't come up with the name. Batman, but he came up with the cape and cowl and Robin and the Batmobile and everything else. But you know, Bob, 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 uh, Kane. Bob Kane was either smarter or yeah, he was more like the Tom, he was like the Thomas Edison, right? Same thing. And, and it's like Stanley, to his credit, has been called out on this, but he's like, well, yeah, I mean. You know, maybe I didn't create all of those people myself, but that was a long time ago. But the the way it used to work is like you were in a writer's pool. And there is a great story. I, I, I implore anybody to go and listen to like Karen Smith when he talks about uh, the Fantastic Four that they've never been able to make a movie property with. But but the Fantastic Four is the reason we have the Marvel Cinematic Universe because Stan Lee was unhappy as a writer having to come up with new characters and dribble and just fill things. And he was going to leave and they gave him, well, we'll let you write anything you want. We'll give you a passion project. And he created the Fantastic Four, and that's what kept him sticking around. But yeah, he did for years. You're right. I mean, like all the baseball players in the 50s and the 60s and 70s that build up to players getting 100, 200, 300 million dollar contracts. Mickey Mantle, like honestly, your lowest paid utility 
play 40 games this year shortstop for any team in the major league will make more this year than Mickey Mantle did his entire career. And that would have been the Stan Lee story, except he outlived you motherfuckers. Yeah, and I mean, starting in 2008, we've started this sort of, the trope, it's a cliche now, of the Stan Lee cameo. And they're great. I, I don't remember one where I'm like, and, and he t- he's also done it in like X Men movies. Mm. Like he's been a mailman. It's not just been these, but every I, I bet online somebody has no. We know somebody has. Some of them are Sung over them the. All together. Some of them are really natural. My favorite one is when uh, they're going. There, it's I think Iron Man two, and um, Tony Stark is walking out of this big extravagant uh, like gala, and then in walks uh, Hugh Hefner. And it's turned around and Stanley in a robe, <laughs> right? And he's like, "How's it going, Hef?" Yeah. Uh, some of the other ones is in um, uh, Thor. They have all these rednecks trying to lift the hammer up, and somebody ties like a chain to the back of a bumper or a car, and the car puts it in drive, and it lunges forward and rips half the back off. And the hammer hasn't moved, and Stanley looks out the window and goes, "Did it budge?" <laughs> uh, you know, then, then then there's some campy ones, but yeah, I mean, God bless him, good for him. Yeah, and I know he's in poor health now, and I mean, he's an older guy. He's he's, in, he's a nonagenarian, I guess is what you call him. He's nine over ninety years old, and you know, clean living, clean living, right? So, God bless Stan Lee. Thank you, Stan Lee, for uh, entertaining Jacques all these years and for getting me into your stupid characters and my wife. Yeah, like that's the thing. The crossover is so immense. It's not just. You know, a uh, girl. <laughs> it's not just the comic book guy from The Simpsons. Yeah, right. <laughs> Worst Iron Man ever. Um, okay, well, I'm looking forward to the follow-up on this. Wake up! Oh, okay, you're still listening? Great. Any last thoughts? Um, you know what? I do have one. Do not forget... <laughs>